0: Disclaimer What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off topic ranting. You have been warned. Mm-hmm. Lilo DiCaprio played the illa. Michael B. Jordan. to did miss a star. Her Jake Gilly lose the smoke to see shud. We about to talk about who she keeps shud. Lilo DiCaprio played the illa. Michael B. Jordan. to did my a star. Her Jake Gilly lose the smoke to see shud. We about to talk about who she Welcome to the show. Yeah. Your favorite actor. My favorite actor. And Our favorite, favorite actor.
1: actor Welcome to 2019 2019 This is another installment of the Leo B. call it, The podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies but easily get off subject and get talking about something else Will that change for the new year? We gonna see Anywhoa, <laughs> Probably not Always gonna get back to talking about the movies eventually But it's your boy Leo Archibald A.K.A. Young Denzel, O'Shea Bats in the Third, Slimy A.K.A. Slim Pickens. and it's the new year. Got the Fitbit on my wrist. Now the streets is calling me the Fitbit uh. Messiah, the one and only <laughs> <laughs> Fit Lord, King Fit. Hey, I'm a breeze past all the Truth. the sports because <laughs> I. Yeah, football's over. Um, <laughs> man, who else I is? Man, shout out to. Green Book, aka Green Nate for taking home the Golden Globe. <laughs> uh, uh Nate. Aqua Nate. Nate Man. Nate Room. Um <laughs> what else? Uh Glock Poppins or Mary Nate Poppins. Nate Poppins. I <laughs> mean, I got so much stuff I can <laughs> throw it together. We all got Bumble Nate. Nady B. Bumble Nate something nasty. <laughs> and Lee Man
0: Still am. 2019 is Joaquin worth A.k. Pusher K. A.K.A. Kaianya Taylor Joy Vinzen. A.k. Kai sign Kai Glizzy. <coughs> Very sick. Kyranda sings. Gat Boy. Booking Agent K. Fossil Man, the Fitbit Messiah. Oh, re- showing off replacement. the Replacement. I'm showing off the wrist that it ain't got on. <laughs> He's a
1: fake. He's an <laughs> imposter.
0: Terry Hightower, Chevy K, Chorus Kojo, Cool Breeze, Thug Apatow. Who else? Kingpin, the Bocce Chef, the Name Generator, Neon Ember, the FPG. Tell me what that means in the comments. The Bar Technician. Raymond Kane, the word bender. Uncle Hami, the big man. Hoodie K, first time of the year.
1: Sweet lady.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me. Just call in. Receive me.
1: me Malcolm Thomas Oh my gosh <laughs> Alright make sure to follow the blog Not the blog The podcast on Instagram with Leo B. Gyllenhaal. Um, What else icmovies.wordpress.com For all the episodes along with iTunes And SoundCloud When I go to the uh,
0: movies with all my chain on That's when they call it I see movies.
1: All right, I guess I'll get straight to the movies I saw. okay? because <laughs> 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 you just moved me a bad place. With nah, that.
0: that was hard. Crowbar. Um. All right. Uh, you seen any new movies? Yeah.
1: Uh, well, three, three weeks ago was the last episode. I
0: think so. I've seen a couple movies. I seen first. I seen Aquaman. Um, in Aquaman, I fell asleep between. Three and five times. I
1: think I went
0: through there. Uh, for some reason, it was very difficult. Did you already talk about Aquaman here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my favorite. All right, then we we'll talk about that later. Uh, then the other movie I saw or watched was um, mid '90s. <coughs> oh, what do you think about that? That movie was actually real good. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it was the ending. Really. Um but the, for the most part, it kept me entertained. Uh, I felt like there was too much story left open at the end. It just, after the climax, it just abruptly ended um, with something that kind of wrapped sort of wrapped up the story, but I wanted to hear more about um, Lucas Hedge as the brother and the mom. Yeah. Like, what, why was he so tortured, and what was their relationship about, and why was he so weird? Why did he love orange shoes so much? Yeah, and I thought it was going to be more interaction with Lucas, uh, Hedges, and um, the other skaters just to show that conflict and, you know, fighting for the brother. Because I don't know what caused them to have that big issue where the, the main character uh, was wrapping a Nintendo controller cord around his neck. Yeah, he was... Like, what led to all this? That really... Yeah, he
1: was, was harming himself for some reason.
0: Yeah, what was getting to him. Um, Jonah Hill, I felt like he did a real good job on his directorial debut. Um But yeah, I thought it was entertaining. I thought all the uh, actors in the movie actually did a pretty good job. Uh, yeah, that little boy did... I don't know why why he was the only one hurt in the car
1: accident. That made no sense to me. <laughs> How those those kids were able to go see him afterwards? Yeah, they should have all been hurt. They should all been hurt and in trouble. Uh, yeah, but
0: <laughs> I thought uh, I thought I was gonna kill him at first. I mean, they killed him? Somebody should die. But that would have raised the stakes. Uh, but yeah it was a pretty funny movie too. Where yeah I enjoyed enjoyed that. And then like I said, Aquaman
1: the other movie. All right, so we can talk about that. Uh, so, amongst you falling asleep, did you actually like the movie or...? Well, it was
0: it was good. It wasn't uh, what the reviews were saying. <laughs> like, this movie is not... Obviously, is, if you're comparing it to the other DC movies, it got doesn't have much to compete with. <laughs> so, it was probably better than those. But for some reason, this movie just wasn't, like, spectacular to me. And I was trying to... Granted, I kept falling asleep, so that can definitely take away quite some, uh, like some of the uh, my opinion on the movie. But I, I wasn't seeing the spectacularness that um, uh, everybody was saying, and <coughs> the movie felt so long, very long. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I, 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 one, I couldn't stay asleep. Cause at that point, waking up so many different times, and there was so much movie left. I wanted to stay asleep. Not that it was bad or anything. I will say the action in it was, uh, it was different. So I kind of like that. How, uh, James Wan set up these fight scenes and the different angles that aren't the, um, typical angles you'll see in a superhero movie during the action sequences. So I like that. Um, the story, I got confused because I was like, wait, this is after Justice League, so why is he, like, just getting his, uh,
1: <laughs> like, it felt like an origin story. Yeah, do not ask me, I just said forget it, I'm not even comparing it to Justice League anymore because I don't even know if this could they have, fall that. This could have been an origin story, but then they said he helped defeat Steppenwolf
0: and, right, so in just, the movie, and then I was like, what suit was he wearing in Justice League?
1: no suit. <laughs> Dang. I think he was just wearing his it really felt like
0: he had a suit on for some reason.
1: I think he might have just had some bottoms on. I...
0: So then Wait, he got Did his... he or
1: did he just have a coat?
0: I cannot remember, but yeah, that that made it a little confusing cuz this came off as a origin movie. Yeah, um, they should have just went that route. Pick a side. Yeah, and then uh it looked good. The acting was pretty good. Uh he it wasn't like as funny as I thought it was gonna be, and I don't know if I fell asleep and missed it, but I didn't see the part with uh Randall Park in it. <coughs>
1: he was he was in the movie at the he had like a small role when they were talking about when the like what is his name Orm or whatever Patrick Wilson's character is when he they him and Dolph Lund. Lundgren, whatever his name is, when their characters decided, all right, it's time we actually take the battle to the seas, and they sent all that stuff to, like, the shores, and they couldn't tell, like, if it was, like, stuff from underground or if it was just, like, some uh, yeah, natural yeah. disaster. And he was on, like, a news segment on there. Oh, uh, okay. And then he was at the very – he was part of the mid-credits thing.
0: Oh, that <laughs> – I didn't even bother to watch those. <laughs> I mean, he didn't miss it. Yeah, because I did not feel like – I'm like – it was DC. <laughs> I didn't feel like staying. <laughs> oh, and that reminds me, back to mid-90s real quick, that scene with Gerard Carter Jermar- and go was funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> the stuff they were saying to each other was so crazy. <laughs>
1: uh, was, yeah, that scene was very funny.
0: But, uh, yeah, and, uh, what else happened in Aquaman? Uh, yeah, Patrick Wilson was good. Um, for some reason, it was weird seeing Dolph Lundgren in a movie outside of the Rocky movies. <laughs> uh, uh, what about The Expendables. I only fell, fell asleep on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see the mother ones. And then, uh, the. Wasn't Diamond Hansen in this? No. One of them wasn't. black people. He might have been. Let me look this up, which he shouldn't be in this. Because
1: he's. Cause yeah, cause- he might have been Cause in Because you know he said he'd be playing them little motion capture. Yeah, he might have because <laughs> yeah, he was in Shazam and... He's going to be in Shazam and he was supposed to be in another one. So it probably was this one. Let's see if he was in this. I surely don't remember. As Well, I fell asleep, but I felt like I got the gist of the movie as a whole. It's just, I think if I saw it again, it would sway my opinion on it one way or the other. But I thought the movie was, I thought it was cool as well. I don't see why... Like, the, cinema sc- or the audience score is, like, an A-plus or something. Yeah, I don't get that. I feel like the the critics, the 60 some percent is that right now, like, on Rotten Tomatoes, that, that's kind of how I feel about it. It's not a great movie, in my opinion, but it's a interesting. It's a good movie, but it's not nothing spectacular. The fact that it is almost two and a half hours it makes it feel way too long. Like, they, yeah. you feel every bit of that, and the action... Like you said, it's, it had its moments. It's cool, but it wasn't... Nothing about it was like, ooh, mind-blowing. And that's what I kind of wanted from this since a lot of it takes place underwater and you get to see these underwater action scenes. I wanted to see something that would like stand out to me, but my favorite fight scene is at the very beginning of the movie where Nicole Kidman is fighting the people in the house. Oh, yeah, that was sweet. So even though it was CGI heavy, it's still like the way it was shot, like it was from like a top angle and then it kind of like... Went into like the normal straight ahead camera angle, but to me, I thought that was the best action scene just in terms of fighting. Um What's uh, and yes, Jimin Hansu was in the movie
0: as uh, the Fisherman King, Cow or something like that.
1: Yeah, so that, clearly his face wasn't shown. Yeah, if so it was. I was. I, I
0: figured that was him. The when he got killed so quickly in the movie. Well, uh, when Patrick Wilson came to the fishermen, and they had a quick little conversation, and he murked them.
1: I think I think I remember. Okay, I think I remember that slightly now. Speaking of
0: black, so I don't understand how this dude is in Captain Marvel, Aquaman, and uh, Shazam.
1: Because his roles are so small <coughs> and he's unnoticeable in some of them, so he's just like, all right, I can div and dabble in all these, yeah, and he plays Shazam in Shazam, or like the original.
0: That's crazy.
1: He's getting around. He is getting around.
0: I mean, playing two characters in the DC universe is crazy enough, but then also being in the Marvel universe.
1: You're getting around. You make sure, like, just in case, I'll be, I'll be here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So if y'all need me, I'll be here. But um, the Black Manta character or villain in this movie wasn't a fan. <laughs> uh, i swear when we first see him on that little submarine or whatever i swear he had a mini fro and then the scene cuts and he's walking down the hallway with his dad and they're still in the same submarine low caesar <laughs> no yeah. pizza cut uh, <laughs> I like,
0: yeah i do feel like he might have had a a mini fro
1: <laughs> i am tripping <laughs> I was like, I was, I was, so from then on, I was thrown off and I wasn't a fan of his. His acting wasn't the best.
0: Yeah. I, I, w- his, I wasn't feeling necessarily feeling his acting. That's why I liked when he was in the n- suit or whatever.
1: But, uh, but I'm thinking, like, James Wan couldn't miss that type of edit. So that's what makes me think I'm tripping. But like I said, I wasn't feeling him as a villain. Every time he kept, like, his reasoning for wanting to kill uh, Arthur, if that's what you want to call him, was dumb. It was his fault that his dad died. Sorry, I'm spoiling the movie right now. But it was his fault that uh, his dad died just because Aquaman decided to not save him. It was his fault. You literally tried to kill Aquaman, and in the process of defending himself, your dad got hurt. So it was your fault. You were the villain, and you are already doing something bad. And then... <laughs> When he reappears in the movie again, it was just like, "Oh, this that action scene was fine and all that," but it was just like you're taken away from the story because this guy has his own annoying pest agenda. And then his agenda wasn't good enough. Yeah, it's just like he's he's a pest in this movie. It was annoying. He just kept pop- popping out of nowhere to extend the movie and add action scenes. And then the end credit scene deals with him. He's still alive. Oh, uh, Okay. And uh, the that Randall Parks character is found him and it might help him find Aquaman and do villain stuff. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> I do not want to see him be the main villain in the next movie. I would much rather something else be thought of, but whatever. Um, you get to see Aquaman's like brute fighting style from the jump when uh, he's in that s- little submarine type of thing with his impenetrable skin and all that type of thing. So I thought um, them adding that sheer physicality to his action was cool. I didn't
0: know Aquaman was that unstoppable. I didn't know he could take uh, cannons to the chest. And... Me neither.
1: But this is DC, <laughs> so I was really just... I thought for a second, like, oh, he can do that? And I was just like, whatever. This is DC. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to try to enjoy the movie. Uh, where am I uh, Running through the water, blah, blah, blah. Manta, slow motion. Yeah, there was a slow motion scene of Manta running through the water that looked goofy. <laughs> um... And I promise there was a
0: whole action sequence that I seen a little extended trailer for on YouTube, and I was sitting in the movie waiting to see it. And I promise I either fell asleep or did not see it. (laughs) It was around. It was when Black Manta was chasing Aquaman, and I could have sworn it was a whole other scene. When when they were like
1: on that rooftop or something. Yeah, yeah, that was in there. And then that's when what's her name was also. Well, I I
0: saw I saw all the. I, I thought it was an extended version of it uh, that I had watched because the, there was uh, one like that's all the one where they had uh, the mother things was chasing Amber Heard through the buildings. but I could have sworn there was one where uh, Black Manta was blasting through all the walls and not just the one part where <coughs> where uh, he hits the um, that big bell or whatever.
1: Might have. This movie was probably four hours long. So I was like, I guess we'll cut it down
0: to two and a half. Cut some of this scene.
1: What I did like about it was Jason Momoa, you could tell he was having fun with the world. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like the script didn't let him hat or let him do him as much as it should have. Yeah, he, he, they
0: should have just let him run wild.
1: Yeah, because he felt like constricted. Like you could tell he was having fun, but he also felt constricted and like noticed the constriction. And I think that would have made his character a lot funnier and better because he was trying to get the jokes off. Yeah, and he was trying to act a certain way, but I felt like he was being held back in some sort of fashion. I don't know if it was his fault, or if it was the story, but. Think he should have been let loose a little bit more. I already talked about the post-credit scene. The underwater visuals were cool, but I swear, Avatar better look ten times better if it's been taking this long yeah. to make that movie. If if <laughs> Aquaman looks better than Avatar,
0: yeah, that's mm-hmm. what, that's what I don't understand. Because mm-hmm. Avatar, no, Avatar's not even that good of a movie to me because the effects no longer matter. Exactly. Those aren't that good anymore.
1: That's why I haven't seen it since I at the movie. I saw it twice at the movies, and I've never seen it all the way through again. Because I'm like. I only want to see it On the big screen With these visuals Watching yeah. it on TV Does nothing for me But um, The problem with The underwater stuff Was the hair The hair looked Very weird <laughs> When it was underwater So that's something James Cameron Better figure out Yeah Cause this The
0: hair in this Was uh, CGI
1: And it looked dumb <laughs> um, I don't blame James Wan, of course, for me not loving this movie But he gets all the credit for the stuff I do like uh, <laughs> The third act was busy On top of this, this whole movie was busy What I'll give it credit for, it was non-stop Excitement, quote-unquote Even though I wasn't excited by a lot of it It kept going, it kept trying To entertain you, so I'll give it that Especially for a long run time If you want it to feel less long, then that's something you would try To attempt to do, even though that didn't work necessarily In this movie's favor, but the third act was Busy, and it had nothing great so I didn't uh, Like that about it um, And I feel like this is a movie Just like you said it was it was cool But it wasn't extraordinary And like, I didn't love it But also I fell asleep Took a couple of power naps <laughs> in it as well So if I, I feel like maybe if I watch it all the way through Without being exhausted Maybe I'll like it more I don't know uh, Let's see the next movie I saw Was Vox Lux Starring Natalie Portman um, did not really like this movie. It started. It, wasn't, it was a Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody was way better than this. <laughs> but uh, this was. It started out good because it started out very dark. Started out with a school shooting, which I didn't oh, think okay. was allowed in movies now. <laughs> Especially yeah. in this current climate, it used to
0: stop movies from coming out. Um, Punisher had to push back its season one debut because of a school shooting.
1: Yeah, and what's it called? I remember when Gangster Squad had that theater shooting. They had to push the movie back Oh and redo yeah, that because it was trying times around then, but That's crazy. I guess they was like, Nobody's really gonna see this movie anyway, so let's <laughs> keep it in there. And it was dark too, because there was like after the for one, the school shooter was very school shooter looking ish. And when he uh, when the cops came back into school to look at the the outcome, it was literally a pile of dead kids in the That's corner. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, Woo, we let that chop a ring. Um but yeah, so it opens up with a school shooting. So even though it was very dark in nature, that fact that it went there, I was like, okay, this movie caught my attention. <laughs> and then it went the weird route by having the credits. And I'm talking about how the credits look at the end of the movie. It had that at the beginning.
0: Yep, so, that's off to a weird start. <laughs>
1: so I was like, all right, so this, maybe this director is really going to go there or he's going to go back. It's going to backfire and be too weird to the point that I don't like it. But I did like the credits at the beginning because i never seen that. And if I have, I don't remember. But the, literally the whole first half of the movie, there was no Natalie Portman. It was huh. all the younger version of herself <laughs> and the rise of her and becoming, you know, going through that traumatic event and then becoming like a pop star from it. But the younger version of her character, she was like very stiff. Even <laughs> so when she was dancing and like and she couldn't really sing, it didn't really come off too well. So I didn't know if that was the it was purposeful or if the acting was just not on par or where it should have been. So when we get into the hour hour into the movie, that's when Natalie Portman finally comes in and she was acting weird. She was like <laughs> trying too hard.
0: It's and I was the like, reason I can't picture her being a pop star.
1: And it wasn't even the fact that she the pop star part of her, like her character would just um she just acted a certain way and the way she walked and the way she talked even, like the way she walked, she was trying so hard to get <laughs> into this character and I thought it was so weird I was very uh <laughs> thrown off by this because Natalie crazy. Portman has been one of my favorite actresses for a while but her last few movies I ain't been really rocking with so then <laughs> to see her also not act the best mm-hmm. at least in my opinion I was very very weirded out by it. I didn't know what was going on. Maybe she going through something. I don't know. And then once again, this movie had a... Midway through, had another type of shooting. But that shooting didn't even, like... <laughs> didn't play as big as a role as the first one did. It was literally just almost added for... Like, just for them to explain something. And I thought that was not necessary. going to have this type of thing come up again, then you should make it big. Um, I thought everyone... Including Natalie Portman, their acting wasn't that well, but besides Ju Law, Ju Law I thought was the only one who his acting was good in the movie. Um, The ending, oh my gosh, the ending literally ends on like a 15 to 20 minute concert performance. It's just literally just a performer, her character performs a couple songs straight and the movie's over. And in between that, I think they try to say something about like what her character goes through afterwards. And if they would have put more, they don't even have to be full attention to that, but make that more clear, I think I would have liked it better. But the fact that that performance goes and then it just goes off, I was like, oh, (laughs) my gosh. So, all in all, I like the story, but the execution was very disappointing. And Natalie Portman ended this year off, which was an unusually low (laughs) year for her, just in a bad way. Uh, Continuing on, I also saw, for some reason, I saw a second act. Uh, starring Jennifer Lopez and Leah Remy Now I only saw this Because it was Brianna's birthday And I was like what do you want to see And this is the movie she decided to pick <laughs> Before this I had no idea that she wanted to see this But I was like alright <laughs> Me I've never been a fan Of Jennifer Lopez movies The Only one I think I liked back in the day Was The Wedding Planner But if you make me try to watch that now yeah, Probably won't be too happy about it I don't do I like the beginning of enough <laughs> I <about> say <laughs> Enough I don't agree with the principles And the message <laughs> So I don't like how that ends Whatever uh, <laughs> I don't like Made in Manhattan I don't like uh, Yeah, she ain't got no Now nah, like, you know you liked The Boy Next Door That all movie was terrible <laughs> I didn't like Monster in Law I Ooh, didn't. Geely really? hated Geely. <laughs> she got some very bad movies. I'm about to pull up her, her <laughs> so I like. I was in no mood to see this. I like Leah Remy Leah, Leah Remini. How you pronounce her last name? Just because I re- King of Queens is one of my favorite shows of all time, and she was great in that show. But I was like, I know she ain't even going to be able to save this, and that's a fact. She was <laughs> the best part of this movie, and she wasn't even funny. She's crazy She was the comedy relief And I give her kudos for trying (laughs) But even if she's the best part of this movie And this movie ain't even good That's a problem I think Brianna only wanted to see this Because the dude from This Is Us was in it But he was not in it at all basically So she was very disturbed when we were watching the movie So she was like oh I made a bad choice I was like yeah well we're here now This Um, is all the movies she has At first it looked
0: like a lot But then it don't really seem like it Oh, wait, her best movie is uh, Selena, my bad. Uh, All right, let, I'm going to go through some of these, and you tell me if you like it or not. Uh, well, I don't know what my little girl is. Lost in the Wild. What is what this? That is. My, uh, we about to start with Jack. That was good.
1: Yeah, that's a, okay, I don't, she got a good movie. I'm going give that to her. Uh, definitely not. Selena. I thought that was good, but they forced it upon me in every single Spanish class I was in, so... <laughs> Anaconda, nah. Uh, what's U-turn?
0: I've seen that. That was whack. <laughs> out of out of sight. Don't know. That's with uh, George Clooney. Ants. Uh, I don't even know
1: if I liked it back in the
0: day. It was no, like, I really didn't like. I liked I was a Bugs Life type of guy.
1: Yeah, ants was a little too edgy for yeah. me. <laughs> it was like PJ. I forgot about this movie. The Cell. Nope. That movie was (laughs) Wickedy. Yeah. The Wedding Planner. That was good back in the day. I don't know now.
0: I'm not sure what Angel Eyes is. Don't know. Uh, Enough. No. (laughs) Made in Manhattan. Nope. Geely. She was doing two movies a year. Uh, Jersey Girl. She was in barely, only the beginning of it, and the movie was wax. (laughs) Uh, Shall We Dance.
1: I kinda remember that and I kinda remember it being wack. Isn't it some old dude in there? Richard Gere, yep, Jennifer would be
0: Lopez, and Susan that would be wack. I don't like that cast. Uh Monster in Law. Nope. <laughs> who's the man in that? I have no clue. Some white guy. Michael Vardon. You don't know who that is. Unfinished Life. Don't know what that is. Never heard of that. Is. Border Town. Don't know what that is. And it's not even the T V show. It's just some who's in this? Antonio Banderas, of course. Of
1: course, Border Town Antonio Banderas. That
0: makes sense. <laughs> All right. Now, I guess around 2005, she stopped.
1: Fill the noise. What in the world is that, Whack Dance Is Amarion in this? That movie just reeks of early 2000 dance Fill the noise,
0: 2007, starring Amarion. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Oh,
1: man, that's whack. What is this? You see them uh, people crying about them B two K tour tickets? <laughs> I well I heard they've got some crazy prices. Yeah, I can't see the official tickets, but I've seen some resales that aren't bad, but I'm pretty sure that when they actually stop being pre sale it'll be pretty whack. Um, the backup plan. Who was in Her and a white guy. I think i seen that I think it was trash uh,
0: What to expect When you're expecting I saw
1: that it was okay Ice Age Continental Drift I don't pay attention To any Ice Age After the first one <laughs> Parker Never seen Her it. and Jason Statham uh, The boy Vinland next
0: door New uh, Leela and Eve Don't know what that is Her and
1: Viola Oh my god What Paula Davis, why? <laughs> you are too big to be doing these other movies.
0: Home, I say. Okay. Collision course. Ever seen it? And then brings us to second act.
1: It, uh, yeah, she's trash. As Yikes. Actress, her movie selection is trash. <laughs> but um, movie only made me laugh a couple times. Very rare. I didn't. I didn't know there was some sort of twist in this movie where I'm just going to spoil it. Where Vanessa Hudgens' character was her daughter so I was like maybe I haven't seen a trailer for this because <laughs> it happened pretty early in the movie I don't even know what this movie is about <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to explain it because it's very <laughs> pointless um the movie had a, a agreeable message because I relate to people who don't get opportunities for jobs if on paper they don't look like they should get it like even though they have the skill set, on paper, it doesn't say that they should get it. So I agree with that message and giving people opportunities, even though it doesn't look like they deserve it, blah, blah, blah. But the rest of the movie is just a generic piece of crap. <laughs> uh, next, I saw Bumblebee. What's Buzz. Good, this was a good movie, but I do not know how it got just beloved reviews. Yeah, That's crazy. I, I've seen this and Venom on a lot of people's best movie end of the year list. Yeah, and I don't like that. Well, I like Venom? Are we watching the same movie? Like, come on now. So I saw Bumblebee. I was like, all right, let's be real. The movie is good, but let's not overreact. <laughs> the movie opens up, and it looked like it's setting up a story for a video game. I was like, all right, so we know they, done j- they cut some corners on the... Uh, The budget in this particular scene Dylan O'Brien's voice doesn't fit with Bumblebee Um, (laughs) That is sad When Bumblebee loses his memory Why does he start acting like a child It did not mesh up well (laughs) with the Bumblebee Before he lost his voice and memory To the Bumblebee afterwards um, The comedic stylings of John Cena Kept trying to creep up (laughs) Into the movie But I felt like the script was holding him back So he had to just kind of play like a tough Sort of antagonist role um, Haley Steinfeld At times I felt like Maybe she's trying too hard But in the end I thought she did a good job Um, They kept trying to make her family Like f- those little Like funny side characters That you constantly see In Transformers movies Wasn't working <laughs> yeah. um, There was some good old Hand to hand uh, Transformer hand- Or good old Transformer hand to hand combat But it wasn't enough That I needed Like I knew this movie Was going to be a more grounded Cheaper version of the movie And I get it Like hopefully the story Was going to be the best part of the movie, but at the same time, this is still a Transformers movie, so if you give me action, it doesn't need to be like, the end of Transformers 3's type of action, which lasted an hour, but I still want something memorable and good, but it was just okay, and this movie really felt like a, re- like the first half of this movie, or this movie felt like a, a remake of the first half of the first Transformers, and a lot of times they don't continue with their con- their like past stuff that they tell you in the past Transformers movies. So it really makes you think that this is a reboot without them necessarily saying it. Which I wouldn't blame them because even though this movie ain't making money, this is the best reboot movie of your entire franchise. Mm, that's crazy. So I, if y'all going to if y'all gonna force these movies upon us, you might as well go with the route that's been successful. Um. Like, liked-wise, because you already got your money. Now it's time to actually make movies that people really like. Blah, blah, blah. So this was a, definitely a step up from the last two Transformers movies, especially the last one. <laughs> but it's, I'm surprised that it's beloved as much as it
0: is. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it's not making the money. Hopefully that's a wake-up
1: call for them. I mean, the the actors already said they don't care if they don't make the money. They're just glad they got the story right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Next, uh, finally continuing my Blu-ray marathon, I watched John Wick 2, which is a very great action movie. I keep saying it's one of my favorite action movies of recent, and it is, but when I compare it to the action movies that I have on Blu-ray, it's kind of the bottom half. Not, not the bottom <laughs> half or the top. I thought it would be like firmly near the top, but there's a lot of action movies that I have that I think are better, but just the, what I like to call shooting combat. <laughs> like he literally fights while shooting and using his gun. Like just the choreography in this movie is insane. It's nonstop action. Once it gets going, it's really good. And then, once again, I like to shout out to Keanu Reeves and Common because they have a very funny scene where they're shooting at each other. One is on like a top uh, walkway, one's on the bottom, and they're trying to be incognito about it. So they're just like, pew, 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 and then hiding their gun. <laughs> and they're they, of course the gun got a little silencer on it, so that people can't really hear. But they don't want people also to see him, so they're trying to be real sneaky about it. That's a great scene. There's a great uh, pencil kill in this movie. I mean, the movie's just great. That's why I can't wait to see this third one.
0: Halle Berry, Keanu Reeves, buddy
1: cop comedy. Let's uh, hope <laughs> Halle Berry doesn't bring it down. Next, um, I watched "Bodied." I thought that was a good movie. I'm a very, uh, I would say, I'm a very fair weather, but. Uh, Battle rap fan. I can't tell you the last time I actually watched a battle rap, but I'm still a fan of the sport. So this was enjoyable, even though it had its, you know, if qualities about it. But I thought the battle raps, a lot, uh, some of them were good and entertaining. The movie was funnier than I expected it to be, so I really enjoyed it. Some notes I have are, I don't understand why there was a big deal about Adam, who was the main guy, the white guy, being Ben Grimm, who was Jackie Long's character's protege, at the end when they never clearly, clearly established that established that through the film, I think the film should have did a better job establishing that element. So when they battle each other at the end, it actually makes more sense, <laughs> yeah. and you can feel it. You'll feel it more. <coughs> Adam, <coughs> spoiler alert! Really ruined his life just to be good and respected in yeah. battle rap. He needs to make better career or better life choices. Could not stop
0: uh, talking to people in battle rap form. Yeah, he's got to chill. <laughs> he got he got really good at battle rap pretty fast. Uh, he uh, made it- He did a little freestyle at the beginning where Sharon. I don't know their character's name. I know they real battle rap names. He was trash. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they. Did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, he was trying to battle uh, Ben Grimm and then Adam.
1: Very awful lines. But it kind of makes me, like, if I'm surprised, like, people in the battle rap community was like, really vouching for this. Only because, like, they kind of made it seem easier than it is. Like, that thing is really hard to do that. Yeah. So the fact that this character, just because he's real good at, like, writing and, like, poetry and stuff, they made it... R- very easily for him to adapt, and it only took one half of a battle for him to yeah. adapt and then sound like everybody else. Yeah, I know that some battle rappers didn't like the movie,
0: oh, okay. but then a lot did like the movie, so... Um, I guess it all depends.
1: I guess it was the ones that was in the movie that liked it, because yeah. there was a lot of them in it. I liked it. It was good. <laughs> I was in it. Uh, the final battle, there's a something that happens where it forces a two-on-two, and I thought that force was very forced like the story could have easily been done where it actually made sense for them to battle these people but the movie decided to take the easy way out uh there's a scene or there's a moment in the movie where adam's whole college the whole student body of that college gang against him because they have a racist battle yeah, that goes viral crazy that was very dramatic <laughs> there's a lot of dramatic things that have in this movie the that portion of the movie was very dramatic um And I think this movie is good because if you're not a fan of battle rap, or if you are, there's still a lot to enjoy. Like, they dumb it down for people who aren't a fan and explain things and even jump inside the heads of people who aren't fans and are probably watching this and thinking it but won't say it. So they make good jokes about that. So I think it's uh, entertaining for all crowds. Next, I watched a film that's causing uh, chaos online, Bird Box. Bird Box. (laughs) <laughs> Aka the knockoff version of a quiet right. place.
0: Aka the movie I fell asleep in and have not went back to.
1: <laughs> Aka um, could have been uh, M Night Shyamalan. M-, M Night Shyamalan's The Happening, if it took one or two steps in a certain direction, <laughs> because basically to me everybody was terrified of wind. And blowing leaves and whatnot, because they never showed us the monsters. <laughs> and every time we sh- they we see what they're looking at, all I ever see is some blowing, some blowing wind and some some trees ruffling and some. That's some probably because moving.
0: anytime Trevante
1: Rhodes wasn't on the screen, you shut down. Nah, I forgot he was in the movie. Because I was disgusted by the fact they were forcing him and uh, Sarah, Sandra Bullock to be a love interest. Yeah, I don't like that combo. <laughs> like, that's a only if the world's about to end type of situation <laughs> you put yourself in. Cause that's a. First of all, they were giving her some odd
0: combos because in the heat, her love interest yeah, was Marlon Mar- Wayne. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do they think she can be with anybody? Because yeah, it looks so. weird every time. <laughs> okay, so let's get down to it. They're driving to the supermarket in the movie. In the movie, they block out all the windows in the car, of course, so they can't see out and, you know, they can't see the little thing that's terrorizing them. So they use a GPS. Their ride to the supermarket was way too smooth <laughs> for <laughs> for them to just be relying on a GPS. They was making all the correct turns at the correct time. Yeah, that's crazy. When they got to the supermarket, they literally pulled up right to the front door. They only hit stuff <laughs> In front of the store, but they were still right at the front door. (laughs) I've never seen a GPS take me to a store, and it takes me to the very front. I've never seen that before in my life. Why, in the movie, did MGK and the cop that was his now love interest, why did they take the car and leave the house and stranded (laughs) the rest of the people when they were both opposed to the whole trip to the supermarket in the first place? (laughs) And then we don't ever see them again. That annoys me. I didn't want him in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't mad that he left, but the fact that his character just came and then left, and we never see them again—no explanation—bothered me. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't understand like why the monsters, why the mo- why they. I can't even read my own notes. I'm just going to skip over it because I don't even know what I was trying to say. Uh, (laughs) I thought it was very messed up that Mallory, a.k.a. Sandra Bullock's character, gave the kids girl and boy as the names of those (laughs) children. Didn't even bother to give them a real name. I guess she didn't think they were going to make it so it would be pointless. But still, that's rude. Let them enjoy the time that they have on this earth by giving them at least a name. I'll give this movie uh, some kudos by saying I thought it was going to be way more similar to A Quiet Place than it was. A Quiet Place was more... Uh, felt more personal and just dealt with the family. This dealt with a group of people and more, and gave you more uh, situations for people to die and see some kills and stuff like that.
0: I and mean, Quiet Place was like more straightforward. Yeah, like it set it up for us and then
1: execute it. Yeah, but I'll, so I'll give this movie its props for it being different and not taking a very same route. But instead of being, you know, not talking, you just can't look. So I'll give it that. But the monsters, the their explanation was not good because at first you in the movie you see uh, see uh, what's her name Sarah Paulson basically being turned so that causes herself to to run in front of a truck or whatever. You see that one lady she walks from the house sees whatever's off in the distance, so then she steps foot in a car that's on fire. So you thought this monster forces you to kill yourself. But then you got people who become worshipers of this monster and try to get other (laughs) people to take their blindfolds off and make them look at it. So I was like, okay, so does a monster make you kill yourself? Or are you able to survive, but you're just like a slave to the monster? I I just couldn't understand it. So I thought they needed to explain that more. This felt more like a zombie movie than A Quiet Place did. And like I said, you get more opportunities for violence. The ending, if, we, if you've seen the ending, the ending might seem happy. But when you think about it, it's just a short-term resolution. The bad stuff is about to come once again. Like Once you see the movie, you know what I'm talking about. But So it's only a convenient, happy ending for the times, but that ain't going to last. Uh, I understand that we don't need to see the monster. That's cool. But like I said, this movie feels like the happening, since the way they showed us the monster was around felt very uh, Killer Plant-ish. Uh, but a, a good version of that, and this movie altogether has pieces that make could make it an interesting movie, but for some reason it loses it loses points all the way along the ride to the point I just thought it was it was a cool movie, but I don't love it. Uh, and then next. Oh, yeah, I did see another
0: movie, I just realized. Oh, what? I watched uh, uh, Black Mirror, uh, Bandersnatch. Was that good? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It was just like any episode of uh, Black Mirror, if you watch that show, um, but it has the choose-your-own-adventure aspect. Was that cool? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It it gives you multiple different possible endings, and um, even at the very end, they'll um, set it up for you to give you option. Just, you know, the movie's over or- Go back and show you a few of the other endings, and uh, I didn't want—I didn't feel like going back and watching every last one of them. But it was pretty cool um, how they had it set up, and it was kind of funny. And one of the endings—it's um, yeah, pretty cool because you think you're like turning it off, but they add some a few more things, and it—it it gets crazy.
1: Um, I think that's like. I, what makes with that movie? I thought it's it very weird that that's not like being promoted like crazy because I think that's the new way. That 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 way of doing movies is going to become more popular. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't necessarily want it to. <laughs> <laughs> it it, um, it might not be liked or loved, or it might be loved by people. I don't know, but it just I think it's very weird that it's not being made more of a big
0: deal. Yeah, because it, it's pretty cool how they uh, got it, and it's. Like, even on the ones I did watch with the two different options, it's cool to see how, because each each one has, like, the same, like, it goes smoothly no matter which direction, which which is crazy to see it because, like, of course, you pick one choice, you see how that plays out, but then when you go to the second choice, it somehow still has that same beginning part, like, if he's if the when the main character is standing there trying to decide what he's about to pick, it goes into what he chooses the same way. So that just shows that the acting and the directing like they had him do it each time, uh uh perfectly exactly like it was for each one, so it's more natural.
1: Um In that movie, made what's his name? Uh, What's that guy name?
0: Oh yeah, Will Poulter.
1: Yeah, made made him him get off of. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know
0: what people were saying to him.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't read that, but (laughs) I thought that movie was getting decent reviews. Yeah,
0: Um, Yeah, maybe the way his part of it. For one, he wasn't he he wasn't like the star or nothing in it, which is weird because usually in these. Black Mirrors, they typically have like one, you know, somebody, recognizable face, and they're the lead, but he wasn't necessarily the lead in this movie. Yeah, they're probably
1: like, all right, it's a movie. It's a full mo-. even though the other ones are about as long as m- yeah, some they movie length. But they're like, nah, we ain't, we ain't doing all these extra scenes, even though we do this in actual movies. They just don't get used. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm deciding if I'm going to watch it, even though. It's not like I have to see any of the Black Mirror episodes to understand this. But, um, right. so next I saw a comedy by the name of Mule, Clint Eastwood's new movie that he starred and directed. He put up a comedic performance in this movie that (laughs) surprised me, because he played a Old man And as we know Old men don't have filters So he was saying A bunch of racist thing, Even though he didn't mean it To be racist um, That's Clint Eastwood's His favorite thing to do Like <laughs> old and racist My favorite scene He was helping these black people Change a tire While he was helping them Change a tire He just put his hands On his hips And just said Ah, feels good to help you Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> he said some other things about calling Mexicans beaners, how they look alike. <laughs> he referred to a lesbians by that D word that they don't like being called. Um, just a bunch of things. <laughs> now, his character is basically a drug meal in the movie. At first, he didn't know that he was sh- uh, transporting drugs, which I just don't understand how that's possible. I know you're old. You might be a little, you know, losing your your wits. But there's no way how that was being set up. For a little bit of time, he didn't know he was moving that dope. Um, (laughs) At the end of the movie, he goes missing from the cartel, and this cartel must be trash, because if you let an old man fall off your radar for weeks (laughs) and he has your drugs still, you're not a very good cartel. Um, There's that scene in the trailer where uh, Clint Eastwood looks all disheveled and got some cuts and blood on him. That movie, that scene comes at the end, but we don't see him get beat up, and that made me very mad. Like the movie is entertaining, more entertaining than I thought it would, up until things start to get climactic, and when it gets climactic, climactic, it like slows down, and then it like speeds through it in a way that makes it less entertaining. So we don't even get to see the good stuff. It the what it, the build up is not a good payoff. It's just it's just <laughs> disappointing how it ends. But the movie up until that point. I was very surprised that it was As enjoyable as it was Because I wasn't expecting it to be Good unless it was like a dark Sort of like drama uh, Crime thriller But clearly from Jump they show you This is more of a feel good type of comedy That's rated I don't even know what this movie was rated But (laughs) you know I just didn't expect it so I'll give uh, Clint Eastwood credit for that Next I saw a film by the name of Vice (laughs) (sighs) I was about to watch that today. This movie, well, first I'll start out with the good. Uh, Christian Bale bodied this role because, once again, he when you're watching the movie, you forget that that's Christian Bale. So he just loses himself in the role. The cast is phenomenal. They all did a great job. Shout out to Tyler Perry. He wasn't in it that much, but he didn't make me want to think about Medea when he was <laughs> on the screen. So good for him. <sighs> But the first half of this movie (laughs) felt like a jumbled mess of an origin story for Dick Cheney. I was like, oh, it just kept jumping all over the place, and it very reminds me of The Big Short. I must say, it got like the same cast. Yeah, like um, Ryan Gosling, but and (laughs) and Brad Pitt, but he don't matter as much as Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I know how you feel about Ryan Gosling. Yeah, great actor
0: um any but, movie you watch that he's not in you're bothered
1: no i don't think that's true but <laughs> you know whatever but like how adam mckay you can tell how he's doing these movies that i guess i like to call the ones that he wants people to take more seriously and that's the big short in this you can see that he adds his type of humor and his style of filmmaking to it all while not trying to make it just like a movie that he's doing with will ferrell so i see it in there but then at times it comes off so distracting because he'll have a lot of just random cutscenes to something to like metaphorical imagery but a lot of times when you're watching a movie you don't want to take that step or that step back and be like all right let me try to think of what that mean that that image meant compared to the scene that it was dealing with and he does so much it gets distracting and annoying um this movie is funny because it has something it has a joke that happens like midway through the movie right before the story shifts and the way it jokes it makes it seem like the movie's about to end so i thought that was the best part of the movie i thought it was funny and then the movie ended up shifting to something completely different so i thought that was a good scene um what I took from this movie was Dick Cheney is blamed for ISIS. I don't play <laughs> I don't pay any attention to politics, so yeah. I didn't know Dick Cheney was this involved in the, the little Bush administration. I got I get it he was the vice president, but I didn't know he was basically pulling off the strings behind the scenes. Um the second half of the movie when they're actually in office, that was the best part because I don't like politics, as I just said, but I like to see the supposed, quote unquote, behind the scenes corruptness. Like, you get to see how actually things play out, because from our end, and as citizens, we just get to see what's told to us on the news and blah, blah, blah. But I like to see stuff like this and um, House of Cards, like how things go on behind the scenes. Castle about the egg games. I said that. I thought the, the scene or the moment where Dick Cheney accidentally shoots that person would be made more of a big deal. But they literally mentioned it, showed like a quick scene of it, and moved on. I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe that's just because that's all I knew him from. Yeah. All right, that's a big thing. I, so I thought it would be a big deal. There's a cool narrator twist in the movie. Like somebody's narrating the movie and you don't know how he relates to Dick Cheney. And then towards the end of the movie, they tell you. And I thought that reveal was very cool and it was a very clever idea. Um... Like I said, I'm very political illiterate, so I'm very surprised I enjoyed the second half of the movie more than the first. But I I was also very confused and didn't understand some things. But all in all, this movie just wasn't it for me. I don't know. I'm a fan of Adam McKay as a filmmaker. But these last two movies that he's done, everybody seems to either be you know kind of 50-50 on it with Vice, but Big Short people really liked. But I, I missed Adam McKay who was doing... All the movies with Will Ferrell that are some of the funniest movies that I've ever seen. But, you know, kudos to him. He knows how – he can write a movie, but him putting it together as a film with these latest ones, ain't clicking with me. And finally, last but not least, I saw Escape Room. Watching this movie, it made me want to do an actual escape room because this movie was by far not an escape room. Like the thing they went into, (laughs) that thing started in a room and then it branched out between a whole building. Uh, so And there was no time limit.
0: <laughs> so, oh, so you get it, out when you get out. Yeah, so
1: they should have just called this movie Escape. Um, there was one guy, he was the trucker guy in the movie, don't remember his name. He was the only character that felt like he didn't belong. All the other characters felt like they played a part within that group. He just felt like they he was there to be some sort of comic relief. Um, even like, his, I'm trying not to spoil it, but his demise was even, it was stupid and it was like, oh yeah, that happened. I forgot. Um, t- 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 when the movie, s- when the game starts going, the dialogue is pretty trash and unfunny. Shout out to my boy Jay Ellis, aka um, L- Lawrence. Oh yeah. He was trying to throw these little one liners out, wasn't working. Um, <laughs> But once you get past that and let the movie just do what it's attempting to do, and that's just be like a thriller, fun ride, it does do that up until the end. And the end gets more ridiculous as the scenes go. <laughs> they literally try to set up a sequel, and if this sequel would to be made, it would be the most ridiculous premise compared to the first <laughs> movie. The first movie, you don't know who's actually behind the game. So you're just like, these people are trying to get out – all while trying to figure out, like, why would this person do this because they have all these similarities. Then when you figure out, you get more idea of who actually put this all together, and they start – this is literally just one scene where you you just see them, and then they have, like, motives that could carry on into a sequel. It's just crazy. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But boy, oh, boy, do they try to make the whole movie whack. <laughs> um yeah, and then there's a twist with one of the characters that I thought was unnecessary, but all in all, this movie, if you really forget about the end of the movie, it ain't bad, especially for a movie that came out the smack dab at the beginning of January, where usually they put all the bad movies at. This movie was a nice uh, movie that I didn't feel like was a waste of time, but I think better time would be served if you just went and did an escape room on your own. Yeah, I feel like
0: this could have been a real good concept to a movie if they made it like a hard R. Oh yeah, and they I could've some...
1: like it did it did just enough to be entertaining, but it by no means lived up to the type of story it could have told. So, you know, if you give this to a more reliable filmmaker who's not like a super serious one, but somebody who knows how to make an entertaining but good movie, I think um it'll lived up to its potential more. And all right, finally, after almost an hour into the show, those are all the movies I watched. (laughs) My goal for this year is to try to breeze through these movies (laughs) a lot quicker. (sighs) All right, so before we move on to this episode, which is one of the few reflective episodes that we're going to do in a row for 2018, we got to do another entry, and I'll name this bracket later. The guy who stars in the movie That's been number one at the box office For three weeks straight His name is Jason Momoa The new face of DC Alongside Gal Gadot (sighs) We're gonna do his Best movie First up Johnson Family Vacation Or Conan the Barbarian Which one's better? Johnson's Family Vacation Johnson's Family Vacation or Alright, time to skip all these movies that no one saw. Boom, boom, boom. Nah, that looks awful. Alright, Johnson's Family Vacation or Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice? Yikes. The jump. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had movies in between there. This is this, no one saw. Yeah.
0: That's tough. like. Johnson's family vacation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Johnson's family vacation. Uh, We skipping Sugar Mountain, skipping Once Upon a Time in Venice, skipping the Bad Batch. All right, Johnson's family vacation or Justice League? Johnson's
0: family vacation.
1: (laughs) Johnson's family vacation or Aquaman? I'm
0: gonna go Aquaman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounded very reluctantly. Yeah. all right, Aquaman is Jason Momoa's best movie. That's sad. All right, so for this episode, we I know if you listened to the bonus episode, we did the Golden Globes predictions. Uh, we but we will do the resolution of that on another bonus episode, which you will hear real soon. Just want to say that we did pretty bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> I but, can't believe it. But on this episode, we are doing our top ten worst movies of 2018 so would you like to go first
0: i'll make mine real quick i decided to just do my bottom five because right now i'm doing a 2018 movie marathon because i don't feel the sample size of um the movies I've seen is large enough for 10 currently Because I don't want good movies to <laughs> That's
1: all I said. I like when you do your list Because I like to see good <laughs> movies Be somebody's top 10
0: Yeah uh, To slip in there So So is it Like number one is the Least worst of the bad movies Uh no mm-hmm. number
1: five would be like The le- the best of the bad And then number one would be the Alright
0: So number five I got Uh this was difficult trying to decide what was going to go here. I had a couple different options. I flipped them around. Uh, decided which out of all the movies, which one would I want to least watch again. And So number five is Sierra Burgess is a loser. The movie wasn't actually bad. It's just compared to some of the other movies I've seen, I wouldn't necessarily want to watch it again. Number four. Uh, a movie that some people probably... Yeah, you know, I think it's real good, but Adrift, this movie uh make me it Yeah, made me very tired watching it. Um it just wasn't something like it didn't keep me excited to watch the movie. Just something to have on in the background of add to your movie list if you watching if you writing down all the movies you've seen <laughs> in a year. Yeah, that's that's literally
1: a movie I cannot imagine anybody wants to watch for a second time. <laughs>
0: At number three, I got the after party. Um, again, this movie wasn't as bad as I thought, but like looking back on it with my little um, rating scale, uh, this this one doesn't uh, rate high. Um, Kyle wasn't necessarily like bad in the movie, but the dude, the um, dude that plays his best friend in the movie, was also on Blackish. Playing a uh, super rich kid, so and then he's a super rich kid in this movie. So I guess he's typecasted currently, <laughs> but yeah, it's not. This is definitely a movie I would not watch again. Number two, I have Every Day um, movie about. You know, I don't even remember what this movie is necessarily about.
1: The Guy has no like body. He just is a. Soul oh yeah, that and then Travis. he's a different
0: guy, or uh, and then um. And then they break their own rule in the movie. It's based on a book. Uh, not really into this movie. It was very, very boring, and the, <laughs> the the concept of it got too crazy too quick. And they were, and I'm I'm never a fan of movies where high schoolers can just go and do whatever they want to. <laughs> That's just crazy to me. Okay, I guess I was raised different. I'm like, look at this doing anything. With no repercussions, parents not mad, parents not calling their cell phones to see where they at. Parents not around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of parents not not around, number one, I got kissing booth. Um, <laughs> starring Joey King. This, our, this our was parent this, was around. This hey. <laughs> this, this movie is just the definition of not for me. It was not, it wasn't funny. It, it's just not for it's not for me or my age demographic or something. But I didn't think it was a funny movie. Um, Kissing booths is just—they don't. There, there ain't no way they do those in (laughs) school. Yeah, they definitely can't do those in school. I feel like this is a movie that would have came out a long time ago, like around either back in like the eighties and the nineties, or around the time that that movie with Paul Rust and Hayden Panettiere came out. (laughs) Like this is that type of movie. Not very funny. So right now, out of all the movies, because I've seen a decent amount of good movies
1: this year, so out of all the movies I've seen, that's probably the definitely the worst. All right. I set a new career, or I set a career high based off of when I started keeping track of movies. (laughs) Uh, First, my original career high was 120. This year, I've seen 121 movies that came out of the year. But mind you, those other years, I've seen movies multiple times. This year... (laughs) Without looking, I think the movies I've only seen multiple times was Black Panther, Avengers, and uh, Mission Impossible. But, all right, my bottom 10 for 2018, starting at, I guess, 10, was a movie by the name of Winchester. (laughs) This movie starred Helen Mirren, what is his name? What is his name? I'm not even going to think of it But this is a Quote unquote horror movie This movie was whack was boring <laughs> Nothing really happened This was a haunted house movie That didn't scare you Nor kept your attention Next Another at No bus Next so number 9 We got Netflix's Roxanne Roxanne Usually I like <laughs> To give biopics a chance That's why I watched this I was nowhere near familiar with Roxanne Shantae and her life And this movie I thought was gonna You know teach me more about not only Her personal life but her music life They decided to just exonate the music part of things <laughs> And just show me her Personal life And it didn't keep my attention fell asleep on it I was thrown off by my boy Mahershala Ali Playing a pedophile or um, Mahersh-
0: just- as you call him nah, you Hershey, call him Hershey, man. Hershey. You,
1: you wanna wrap that dude up In that uh, that black rapper You said Keep it to yourself you're the one who said you want to swim in the Hershey Fountain. Nah, you, if this was like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when they was all running up and taking big old handfuls of that candy, no, that's what you would get do. you a little cool handful of
0: my if you could. No, you would uh, eat your little piece of my Hershela and uh, end up floating to the top of that,
1: <laughs> <laughs> top of that ceiling. <laughs> nah, that ain't me, but. Uh, so that's Roxanne. Roxanne, movie wasn't for me. It wasn't the biopic I was trying to see. Next, at number eight, we got Isle of Dogs. This movie started out a little funny, and then I wanted it to end. And <laughs> the reason it's so low on my list is because I just vividly remember being in the theater and just like, I want this movie to end. <laughs> it's not like it was. it was... I didn't think it was good, but it wasn't like a travesty or horrible or nothing. It was just something about it maybe just was done with it. Once it hit a point, I was like, nope, this isn't the type of movie I want to watch, and I am ready for it to be done, and it went in, so it made me despise the movie even more than I should, so I'm glad it didn't win the Golden Globe for best uh, animated feature like I thought it was. Yeah. All right, moving in at number, where am I? Seven, The Possession of Hannah Gray, starring my girl Shay Mitchell. This movie was whack. I mean really nothing to say about it. It just wasn't a good horror movie. It wasn't a good exorcism movie. They decided to be creative and do a twist on the whole exorcism type of thing, like after the exorcism happened and the person is still possessed. But it was a swing and a miss. At number six, a movie that has been on people's like top movies of the year list, Annihilation, starring the aforementioned Natalie Portman. Vox Lux herself. I don't know. I I think the reason I don't like this movie is just too smart for me. Because (laughs) I know I didn't understand what I was watching. And since I didn't understand it, it wasn't entertaining enough for me to overlook that. So I just really hated it. So, you know, shout out to Alex Garland for making a film that's too smart for me. It was too smart and it was too weird. So for that, I did not like it. Did I say six or seven? I think that was six Alright then number five Breaking In Starring Gabrielle Union mm-hmm. Nope This movie was trash AKA LA's finest And, and I'm pretty sure that's gonna be trash too uh, no I don't dis- know how
0: you watch that show the internet
1: It's on some channel that no one has <laughs> uh, But shout out to Dwayne Wayne, No disrespect but Your wife made a boo boo movie Just nothing about it was good It was just it was repetitive. She was trying to break in. It just it just her breaking into her own house or her own place she was staying was not entertaining to me. And I just can't help it. It wasn't good. <laughs> um, number four, a film I just spoke of, Second Act. You can rewind this show and see why I did not <laughs> like this Jennifer Lopez-led vehicle. Man, whenever it's she, a quick entry. Whenever she drops a movie lately, you will find it in the bottom ten of my movies. I <laughs> would uh, say four or three. I have no clue. I'm not gonna just, let me do the math. One, two, three. All right, so that leads us to the top three movies I despised for 2018. Number three is Fifty Shades Freed. I <laughs> forgot that came out this year. That is Oof. crazy. <laughs> you thought the first one was bad? At least the first one had comedy. You thought the second one was pure boring? Ain't nothing got you like this one that's crazy i can't believe that came out this year this is that's how forgettable it was it was just whack it was seeing them like the second one you saw like them actually being a relationship i guess and see the rocky road that was this one is them just watching them be a married couple and it is so dull
0: I (sighs) i can't believe that came out
1: 2018 Actually you know what I think the second one was worse I think cause the, the worst one The second one had the worst script But that doesn't stop this one from being dull And I, I remember when everybody was making a big hubbub About Fit Shades The first one came out It was like pandemonium Then after that no one cared yeah. So the fact that you didn't even remember that it's come out I barely remembered that it came out <laughs> I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel the same way That means it is definitely The perfect time for this to end Yeah it's it, over it is trash They had the unmitigated gall to applaud in the theater I was in at this movie That's crazy They were probably the only sol- few select people who still care about this They had a freaking a fast chase scene where Dakota Johnson's Anna character Was driving as if she was in the Fast and the Furious <laughs> Like, come She was in Need for Speed Yeah, I guess she was channeling her watching <laughs> b- What's his name Aaron Paul Yeah Aaron Paul (laughs) Seeing him on set She was channeling Watching his stunt double Whip them vehicles Like that She was like Ooh when I do Fifty Shades Free, I'm gonna do the same thing I can't
0: can't believe They made it through All three of them
1: And they made sure They dropped the boring Uh, They just (laughs) That that, that first one was whack But boy was it entertaining Just because (laughs) the dialogue Was crazy They like, like right, Now that we got you Reeled in These next two We ain't gonna have that Entertaining type of dialogue It's just going to be straight boring from now on. So that's number three. Number two is an internet craze turned film by the name of Slender Man. Oh, yeah. Another Joey King special, even though I couldn't tell if she was the lead in this movie or not because the movie couldn't make up its mind either. (laughs) This movie had maybe by far the worst kills I've ever seen in a movie. (laughs) When a character at the end of the movie decides to give themselves to Slender Man to save their sister and then sees Slender Man and completely forgets why she came there and runs away from him. And he catches her and kills her by taking his what I think are branches and hugs her. (laughs) That's when you know that you've seen a very, very awful movie. The movie took something that people made up and ha- could be a cool concept if you would actually try and completely just diluted it to the point where I don't even know why they made this movie. Mm-hmm. All the good stuff was in the trailer. And that good stuff was not in the movie. I don't know what was going on but Slender Man was a very forgettable horror entry into the year but does not make it any more acceptable than the fact that it was just pure trash. So, Sorry Slender Man. You are number two and number one. The worst movie, in my opinion, for 2018 because, once again, this movie is on a lot of people's list as one of the best movies of the year. I even got um, heckled online because I hated this movie so much. (laughs) And this film is by the name of Suspiria. You thought Aquaman was long? (laughs) You would feel the length of this movie. It was so boring and so weird and so confusing for me. But mind you, sometimes I can be really stupid when I'm watching movies. (laughs) But everything it led up to was just, just a total chaotic mess. And everybody likes thought how beautiful and smart and intricate this movie is. Nope, 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 (laughs) nope. If you want a very more detailed reasoning of why I can't stand this movie, you can go at the to the share the door YouTube page and look at find the Suspiria review. Where me and Brianna give our uh, very unprofessional review of it, but the movie's (laughs) trash. (laughs) The movie's trash. It's way too long. It's too weird. The ending sucks. The whole movie sucks. It tries to be too smart and too artsy-fartsy at the same time, and it just did not click with me. Shout out to all those super uh, eloquent Smart people who are able to appreciate this movie for what it was. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino cried after he watched this movie, said it was one of the best movies ever seen.
0: He also said he, uh, one of his favorite movies was Lone Ranger.
1: Yeah, with so Johnny, that's, that's what we gotta always remember celebrities are humans too. The <laughs> movies we think are whack, somebody thought that movie was good, that's why uh-huh. they made it, that's why those actors signed up for it. <laughs> somebody thinks these whack movies are good, so we just always gotta remember that. But Suspiria... Is the to me the worst movie of 2018 and ain't even close. So once again, my movies were Winchester, boo boo, Roxanne Roxanne, boo boo, Isle of Dogs, boo boo, The Possession of Hannah Grace. It got a it got the star power nah. with Shea Mitchell, but I think she wanted- the, the product was boo boo. Yeah, Annihilation, great cast, boo boo. We all forget Tessa Thompson was in that movie. Oh yeah, she was in that. Breaking in. <coughs> Boo-boo. I wish I could have broke out of the movie theater, because I didn't want to see any more bars. Uh, uh, second uh, act. That was Boo-boo. not bars. Um, Fifty Shades Freed. I'm glad we are free from no longer having to be forced to see those movies, because if it's in the theater, I feel like I'm forced to see it. Um, <laughs> Slender Man. Boo-boo. And last but surely least, Suspiria. Boo-boo. So, those were our bottom movies for 2018. If you have a problem, feel free to comment and let us know. <laughs> and if you're, you know, your reasoning is good enough, or even if you're, uh, your name-calling is mean enough, I still got that Gravity poster on deck that I'm willing to give out. This is the year. 2019, I want somebody to get this Gravity poster from me. I'm sick and tired <laughs> of talking to... Uh, the wall. When it comes to this poster, like nobody, everybody act like they ain't like Gravity now. That movie was beloved when it came out. Y'all know y'all want the p- the poster. It's not a bad poster. It's cool. Take the poster from me. I'm basically trying to give it away. So Gravity poster. Get this Gravity poster from me, please. Uh, and we'll throw in Let's Be Cops. Yeah, Let's Be Cops. Yeah. <laughs> You get the Lesby cups for free when you get your gravity poster, and that's just the start of the poster giveaway. I'm just not moving from those two posters until y'all take them. Uh, All right, so moving on to the punishment segment, which needs to be renamed. So if anybody got some ideas, let a couple brothers know because we ain't found one yet. Right now, I'm I'm just time to think of that. I'm gonna just say. Who's on punishment for this week? You got any nominees? Nah. All right, I got two. First, Warner Brothers. They always good for punishment, but this one. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was a joke when I read it, but I guess not. But uh, so apparently, back in what year was this? Back in two thousand three. This is when, like, Looney Tunes back in action came out. Oh, yeah. So that they thought the Looney Tune craze was about to come out or come back. So they was like, all right, we should kind of make a Space Jam sequel. But it wouldn't deal with basketball. It would deal with skateboarding. And who oh, did they wow. go
0: to? <laughs> Tony Hawk.
1: Yep, so, Tony Hawk tweeted out, in 2003, I was requested to meet with Warner Brothers about doing a film tentatively titled Skate Jam. They were. Oh <laughs> my
0: gosh, that's not even clever, that ain't even got the space aspect.
1: <laughs> they were bringing back Looney Tunes with Back in Action, and they wanted to start my project immediately. <gasps> a week later, Back in Action bombed and Skate Jam was shelved forever. <laughs> So, I mean, I think that's self-explanatory because the creative juices clearly weren't flowing (laughs) when Skate Jam was on the docket. (laughs) So, Warner Brothers, you are nominated for punishment this week because you were trying to work on a film by the name of Skate Jam. (laughs) As if Tony Hawk, even though he had his own video game. He didn't have the star power to be able to carry a film, let alone a film called Skate
0: Jam. I'm sitting there talking to the Looney Tunes if <laughs> we thought now nah, he's probably a better actor than Michael Jordan.
1: Because <laughs> yeah, he's more unnoticeable than Michael Jordan is We all know Tony Hawk We still relate Tony Hawk to skateboarding to this day But still that doesn't mean he's super known So he would blend in with any white actor But just imagine You thought the Looney Tunes were wacky I mean it's in their names But you thought they was wacky playing basketball yeah. Imagine them on some skateboards yeah, And w- some rollerblades that
0: actually would probably be so funny <laughs> And not necessarily for g- good reasons
1: Look, don't, Just imagine Bugs Bunny Popping willies and doing that ollies, so funny and grinding on a ramp or whatever and the terminology is.
0: Porky Pig, you know Porky Pig would be wilding.
1: And how it would look at the end when they all come together to win some skate competition?
0: Yeah, it would, it's not like a skating ain't like a team sport. <laughs> you perform individually, so <laughs> I don't know what they would do. They're
1: gonna do some type of relay where they pass the baton. Okay, now I gotta do the. The pop the Ollie McTwist on the skateboard. Uh, If Tony Hawk would go into the Rocket Power world (laughs) and do a Rocket Power movie, then you might have my attention. But it got to be on Nickelodeon. It can't be in theaters. Um, All right, so Warner Brothers, you're nominated for that reason. And my other nominee is the Hollywood Foreign Press, just basically for some of them Golden Globe winners, i.e., Bohemian Rhapsody winning Best Drama (laughs) over stuff like. Black Panther, and uh, A Star is Born. I just can't fathom it. So who are you going with the first punishment of the year? you going with Warner Brothers, who is a habitual (laughs) rule breaker and punishment nominee, or the Hollywood Foreign Press?
0: Let me finish coughing. I think I'm going to go with Warner Brothers. Okay. Only because I know they're going to do something else this year. So I'm giving it to him ahead of time, just on the off chance that that's a busy week and some other person needs to be on punishment or whatever you call it. And then Skate Jam just sounds wild. And on top of that, uh, they already did the Extremely Goofy movie (laughs) where we had Goofy and Max and all of them skateboarding, so we didn't need Looney Tunes. And I'm giving the Hollywood Foreign Press a pass right now only because – I still need to take in all the bad choices that they. <laughs> like, I, I need time to
1: breathe on it. Yeah, st- I still can't believe they actually chose Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Whatever, but all right, so Warner Brothers, you guys are on punishment to start the year out. That's nothing new for you, I'm pretty sure, so (laughs) go sit in the corner and really think about what drugs y'all were doing back in 2003. I know bad movies were coming out like Wildfire back then. (laughs) Daredevil. But there's no way that Skate Jam sounded good. There's no way, even if Looney Tunes' Back in Action was a hit, that Skate Jam would have been a profitable good idea.
0: That
1: sounds like like a joke And y'all had to have known it But whatever Alright so The Rotten Tomatoes game Which also needs to be renamed We have to reflect on some movies That came out last year That we haven't done yet So I'll do that first before I explain something else But first we have Aquaman Splish Splash No Aquaman oh sitting at a nice 65% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I gave it a 76%. Okay. You gave it a 82%. Whoa. Jeez Louise. It, it started at like, I think it was like, like the 80s and then yeah, it, it was just something went to, crazy. Went to the 70s and then slowly <laughs> oh, mitigated yeah, it all the way they, down to the 60s. People now. realizing they ain't like that movie. So that leaves the score 34 for you. 33 for me Next That's not a good sign We got Mary Poppins Returns It's sitting at a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes right now Mm -hmm. I Gave it a very high 93% (laughs) You Went higher and gave it a 96% Yikes (laughs) Giving me the victory there
0: I let this dude win that Off of a 90 something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what
1: was I thinking? I thought it was gonna be that good. That's how I was feeling when I was watching the gun gloves. Like, why did I pick this? But then as the show kept going on, I was like, Oh no, they're just wilding. Yeah, I was, I was, I was on the money with these out there selections, but they even they doubled up on me and went even crazier. All right, so that leaves us tied thirty four thirty four. We have two more movies left. Welcome to Marwin mm-hmm. is sitting at a. It's not even in the top ten of the box office no more. <laughs> now I gotta find it. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Where are you at? Oh, my. Where is this? Mo- okay, there it is. It's sitting at a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Pretty bad. Yep. I gave it a
0: 66%. Okay. I probably gave it a 100 or something stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you gave it a... Seventy-eight percent. Oh my
0: gosh! sorry <laughs> oh, is twenty-twenty. It really is.
1: <laughs> uh, it seemed like it would be a good movie, yeah. But I guess not. So that gives me the victory there, pushing my lead now thirty-five to thirty-four. Oh, but luckily there's a film by the name of Holmes and Watson that we also <laughs> guessed on. And if anybody listened to this show, no. I must have been on crack <laughs> when I guessed this movie. <laughs> I don't know why I gave this movie the benefit of the doubt. I saw that it wasn't being promoted. I should have saw that as a sign. Because <laughs> when a movie got Will Ferrell and John C. Riley teaming up again, famous for doing Step Brothers and Talladega Nights, the Ricky Bobby story or whatever, when they do a movie and it's good, I'm sure they are get some pub. And I get that December around Christmas is crowded, but that shouldn't give it no reason to go unnoticed, but it basically was, and that's because it is sitting at a nicely low 8% right now in (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes. I jumped out the window and gave it a 63%. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! You gave it a 30%. Yeah. Giving me the L right there by a (laughs) mile. So now we're tied at 35-35 for the year, which is very weird. That is nuts. Dang.
0: All because of my stupid uh, Marwin choice. So And uh, and my Mary Poppins. Yeah, we both thought Mary Poppins would
1: be beloved. 96.
0: That's the way they were speaking on it.
1: Yeah. I'm just That Welcome to Marwan Shocked me And the Mule Also shocked me Because I gave it An 89% (laughs) Mortal Engines Killed me Because I gave it A 63% (laughs) Dumpling, I really overlooked I just haven't been Doing good recently But uh, we was able To tie it up So I was gonna say We can do uh, One movie The first movie For this week Can be the tiebreaker And then Keep going Starting a new one Next year Alright So that movie (laughs) will be a movie I'm sure both of us don't know much about. And it's called Replicas.
0: <laughs> nope, I don't know nothing about this. Oh, Keanu Reeves? Yep.
1: <laughs> it's on the on the posters.
0: Keanu Reeves's replica. All right, so. let me I gotta do some information because I don't want to lose this. Alright, let me let me learn about this.
1: I ain't never heard of this movie since except for literally like this week. I didn't know he was in it. Didn't know it was coming out. bg 13 I don't know who Jeffrey Nachmanoff is. It's yeah. not even an action movie. It's a mystery suspense movie.
0: It's him. It's Keanu Reeves, Alice
1: Eve, and Thomas Middleditch. Just the uh, the best cast. All right. The director who did this movie has he has he go back and forth. He did a whack movie according to the scores. The day after tomorrow, which was 44 percent. He wrote that movie. He directed and wrote a movie by the name of Traitor with Don Cheeto, got good reviews. He then produced an awful movie by the name of The Taurus. Then he wrote a movie that got decent reviews with The Last Stand. So, if we're doing by that method, that means this very under-promoted movie has to be garbage. <laughs> so, I'm going to go with the low...
0: 19% And I'm going with that I don't know why This is the first number that came to my head This I could lose it all here Is yes, this number worth losing it? Losing it on Replicas is nuts But I'm going 33% Alright
1: If Keanu Reeves shocks us With another good movie And yes I'm saying something around 30% Would mean it's good <laughs> Then I'll be surprised Alright Replicas it's coming down to you. So next episode, or next actual episode, we will resolve that one and see who takes home the 2018 Ron Tomatoes game trophy. Get that nice bronze uh, p- tomato. I don't know. Whatever you call it. <laughs> All right. So then that means this next movie can be the start of 2019, and that is A Dog's Way Home. And I can't tell you if that's a sequel to Dog's Journey or not. <laughs> or not Dog. What's that movie called? I cannot remember. I think it's A Dog's Journey. Let's see if it's the same
0: director. Uh, This guy did the Dolphin Tales movies.
1: Yikes. (laughs) That just seems whack.
0: Alright. Dog's Tale. That's not even what this is (laughs) called. Dog's Way Home. Dog's Way Home. This movie could mess around and be well-reviewed, but it also can be dookie.
1: Oh, A Dog's Journey is the sequel to A Dog Something that came out recently, because that one has Dennis Quaid in it again. What? A Dog's Purpose? Okay.
0: I'm going with f- 49%. 49.
1: I'm going to go... This can't be better than a dog's purpose. Oh, you said forty nine. Uh huh. All right, a dog's purpose is sitting at thirty five percent. There's no way this can be better. I'm gonna <laughs> put this
0: at twenty seven percent. I'm get. I'm. I'm went with forty nine just strictly off the fact that people like dogs. One of his last movies, which was a Dolphin's Tale, was
1: eighty one percent fresh. Okay. And then there might, the people who actually see this movie might be the type of people who actually like this movie. Yeah. But I'm going to still go with 27% You're going with 49% Alright so Moving on to Blu-rays I believe it
0: is I think so Let's see I think Did we do <coughs> I'm sick everyone Did we do Venom I don't know but I, I think we might have Because I said this on my own. Oh yeah and then the Predator And mm-hmm. a simple fa- Okay House Oh, House on the Clock on the Walls. I didn't realize that the little boy from um uh mid nineties was in that movie.
1: The, what is Sunny so- Ochen? Ocean S- Yeah, Sunny whatever, or something yeah, like that. Solcheck.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He was a pretty good actor. But I thought he was just a pure like skateboarder. So when I saw that he was also in um
1: House with the Clock on the walls, I was shocked. When you actually see him like in interviews, he acts like a legit kid. So actually seeing him act in that movie, it made me appreciate his performance more. Yeah. All right, we got first movie. This is from Christmas time. We got White Boy Rick. I would put that at a might stream. That was a disappointing movie. Shout out to YG. Faux
0: Hunt It. Um, we got Bad Times at the El
1: Royale. I don't ever want to see that long. That was a disappointment. And if we, <laughs> if we do a list of most disappointing movies of the year, that's definitely up there. I'll put that as, I don't need to see that
0: movie again. Um, we got Night School.
1: That's also in my stream. I expected Kevin Hart and Tiffany Had- Haddish to have better comedic chemistry. I was let down.
0: Um, the aforementioned mid-90s.
1: I would put that as uh as a gift. I thought that was a, uh, a really good movie. Jonah Hill definitely did a good job with that.
0: Um... Uh, We have Hellfest um, That
1: movie wasn't awful So I would, uh, I'm good with never seeing it again Even though <laughs> there was talk of a sequel But the director said that probably won't happen
0: And then Let's see what do we have for a throwback This week uh, They are not re-releasing Movies anymore it seems like uh, uh, Have you seen Office Space? Mm-hmm Office Space
1: That I'll actually put as a must song Because that movie is hilarious If you've never seen it before You should definitely check it out I just randomly watched it one day And definitely one of the funnier movies out there So Office Space i put as a must song <laughs>
0: All right, and that's
1: it for this week. All right. So I think we are done here. This has been the first 2019 episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal podcast. I am the one and only Fitbit Messiah himself. <laughs> Leo Archibald. Everybody else are a bunch of clones. Uh, who else I is, man? I'm the belly rolling. I'm the, the, the Nate book. I'm the... The Naqua Man. I'm the uh, Glock Poppins Returns. I am the Nate Room Escape Nate. Man. Still am.
0: Walking Penny's Worth. Uh, go to Fantastical on Instagram. Uh, the great musical and everything else. I'm also known as Kyanya, Taylor Joy, Van Zant, Raymond Kane, Neon Ember, the bar technician, the word bender. Ugh, it sounded like I was flowing. Uh, uh, the big man, Uncle Hami, Let's just go ahead and go in the sweet lady. Would, Would you, you be, be my. my Sweet love for a lifetime. I'll be there when you need me. Just call and
1: receive me. Like a voicemail. Yep. All right. Um. Make sure you check out all the episodes on iTunes. Search Leo B. Gyllenhaal on SoundCloud, on Stitcher. Uh, Follow us on uh, Instagram that you kids be doing and using. At Leo B. Gyllenhaal. Uh, The Share the Door podcast, which is returning after its few-month hiatus this Coming soon, time to be determined. Uh, you can find that on Instagram at Share the Door Podcast, also on YouTube, same thing on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Follow everything at the blog icymovies.wordpress.com, where I've now have the two part of movies and two or most anticipated movies for 2019. We did our top ten on the what was it the last episode? Mm. I think it was was last last episode So you can listen to our takes on that And then on the blood I got all 20 of the movies That I have and a little description of why So go on and check that out Soon the nominees for the IC Movie Awards will be released As soon as the Oscars drop theirs You know I gotta come right back around And give give y'all the big boy And give y'all the IC Movies A.K.A. the 80's So um, yeah look out for that and what else is next before we end this? Uh, Joey
0: King sucks.
1: Hey, she had a bad 2018. What are
0: yeah, you going to do for us this year? Uh, Nina Dobrev sucks. I'm just getting the ladies out the way. Her new show about to drop and I can smell hey. a cancellation. Yeah, it's, that cast is weird little combo. That concept. Yeah. Um, Taylor Kiss sucks. Alex Rose sucks. Nat Wolf sucks. Jai Courtney sucks. Should I start should I start give everybody a clean slate in 2019? I think, I,
1: think, I think we should we should make this a year thing
0: because Jai Courtney I haven't seen him yeah, in Yeah, he years. don't deserve to be. A, <laughs> all right, we're going to start
1: fresh. Um, so let let that build up throughout the year so that at the end of the year we can see who's actually consistently reminded us so they can stay on yeah. there.
0: So everybody you are officially freed, Ansel. I know you're upset because you worked hard to get, to get yourself <laughs> naturally, and everybody else is just getting pardoned. Uh, but we're gonna start fresh. Hey, now. Merry
1: Christmas. We in the giving mood. We nice. We are actually not as mean as people probably think
0: we are. I want somebody to be on it by next week though, <laughs> so I'm gonna go see some movies.
1: We should do like a top five because soon <laughs> we're gonna have like our do our NBA awards. So we're gonna have like our you know the top five people who. Did the best and in the top five Who did the worst mm-hmm. We should have a nice Starting five rotation <laughs> That we keep So <laughs> Come like Next episode or By the end of the month We should start building That rotation up And then If somebody decides You know To come off the bench And take that starting role <coughs> We should we, we should do that <laughs> And then we should see Who s- makes our starting five At the end of the year Mm-hmm. Who stayed
0: on all year Who was on the most weeks <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, all right, so that's, that's like a that's like a more that's like a worse accomplishment than punishment. Punishment uh-huh. is a one-off. This is like yeah, you, we, you 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 were you. in our minds all year. All
0: right, so we'll see who's gonna make this list. We're starting brand new and fresh. And again, apologies to King Ansel, the baby driver, who had to put out a couple hit songs, a feature. <laughs> And a good movie
1: (laughs) to finally (laughs) get off of this. But, hey, he submitted his spot at first. Yeah. He ran his way into that spot. He was doing all kind of craziness. All right, well, that's
0: uh, it.
1: All right, well, this has been the (laughs) first episode of the year. We got a bonus episode coming out soon where we will uh, give you our – the predictions, the predictions that we made with the Golden Globes will tell which ones we got right, which ones we got wrong, won a little contest, blah, blah, blah. That's going to be on a separate bonus episode. And now we got to end this one off with a, uh, yeah. Opposite of no. And that's how we start in the year. <laughs> that ain't good, and I-